If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right. Here we go in this episode of the Mind Pump. Here we go. We uh we kind of did we did a structureless program this time. It was a, there was no structure whatsoever. We just yeah. turned on the mics and we don't do this very often. We haven't done that in a long time. So the conversation uh went all over the place. Uh the the first big part of this episode, we talked about all kinds of things. Talked about cartoons and style flashbacks and Adam's yeah. Playboy pad and your Jenko pants and chain wallet. Welcome to douche documentaries really and, and pet obesity and. Oh, and we did talk about uh, the Ned hemp oil extract. Uh, Adam actually gave it to his dogs for their anxiety, and it worked really, really well. Not sure if that's an approved use for it, but a lot of yeah. people have been using it for that. Yeah. Um, it does have a lot of benefits for humans, too. Again, we are sponsored by them. If you go to helloned.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Uh, then we were talking about China's 2000, I believe it's 2020 social ranking system. This is now a government ranking system that's going to start controlling the populace i feel like it's like 1984 that's a movie that's a book by the way check that out yeah it's good then we talked about smoothie box and how my kids love these smoothies delivered to my door you blend them up yourself one serving is a full serving of vegetables and fruit yes there's vegetables in there also and collagen protein really really good stuff uh so here's the deal we got you guys hooked up if you go to smoothiebox.com forward slash mind pump that's smoothie s-m-o-o-t-h-i-e box.com forward slash mind pump you'll get 25 dollars off your first box there's three flavors cacao green or clementine believe it or not my kids love the green one the most that's the one that they actually enjoy the most well dude if that was an option for me as a kid uh, dude come on oh the clementine one's the orange game over that's the orange that's the that's my favorite they're so good it's like orange dreamsicle oh it's amazing dreamsicle yeah that was your nickname in high school don't lie (laughs) Uh, towards the end of the episode uh, around i don't know 40 something minutes or 50 minutes in then we start talking about exercise uh we talk about training updates for us talk about training as you age uh, training based on your goals. I think this is a really good message. If you're here mostly for the fitness knowledge and you can't stand when we go to banter, a lot of the front half of this episode is the banter talk. But th- I think there's a really good fitness message, as short as it may be, in this that we talk about because we address what we're all doing currently as far as working out and where no one's kind of following the same routine. I think it's a yeah. good lesson for people. That's right. Um, also, this month, if people enroll in any MAPS program, they're going to get one year of access to the forum. Yeah, but like, any maps program for free. Any maps program. All of them. If you enroll in any maps program, any of our maps, we have a lot of them. Sal, Merry programs. Christmas. It, fa- these programs are phenomenal. They get you in amazing shape. The different goals for different programs. So we have programs for people who want to build muscle. Yeah. We have programs for people who want to compete in bodybuilding or physique. Look sexy. People who want to be fit like an athlete. Uh, people who want to burn maximum body fat like our maps hit program. People who want to train corrective exercise to alleviate pain or to move better. doesn't matter. Any mass program, you will get one year of free access to the Mind Pump private forum. That place is phenomenal. Wowzers. Normally $97. If you want to find out which mass program is best for you, just go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. What a great. Oh. Did you see they're redoing the, the Lion King? They are. Is it? I know they had it at uh, Broadway, right? For no, a no. It's gonna be on. Uh, it's gonna be a movie. 
like a like a realistic one or a cartoon? I again? think it's a real. Okay, so do you guys did you guys watch the Jungle Book? Yeah, that was that good. was so good. I like that. Right, so good. Well, so Disney I think that's the first. I think that's the first one that they're they're going to do a, whole, a lot of. Who's them doing Lion? Who, Doug, look it up. Who's doing the new Lion King? Disney. Oh, it's Disney. Yeah, yeah I don't, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. If Disney's doing it, it's going to be cool. You know, I gotta, how, how how cool how dominant are you? I still got to read that book. Tom Tom Billy told me to read the the Walt oh, Disney. I thought you were asking me, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> dominate, dominant. Yeah. <laughs> like I dominate. Yeah. <laughs> no, this. Think about that though. As a company, they have like owned that space for yeah. How long? Yeah. Long fucking time for, for a long time. Like, long fucking time, bro. The original Lion King before was, the fifties was right? nineteen ninety four. You know that movie was so fucking big in nineteen ninety four. I don't think people quite can appreciate how Huge. big that was. It was massive. Huge. Oh, yeah. It was one of the last big animated movies that wasn't uh, like a CGI animation. You know yeah. what I mean? Can you think of a, of a of an animated movie after The Lion King that was because after that it was all Pixar? Sh- yeah, I was gonna say then like Toy Story and all that. Oh, I don't know. You could play. go down the Disney line. Uh, what, I don't now know. Now Disney owns because I don't remember what came next. I don't know if Lion. I don't think Lion King was the last big one. It was the last massive one I can uh, think of. Right? Because Aladdin was before Lion King. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. I don't know the dude. <laughs> well, let yeah. me think here. Ninety. That's ninety four. That's we are. I'm. Two years removed from high, high school, right? So, or before, two years before high school. Mm. So, what? Am, what? What? Disney. Now, my mom had all of these when we were kids, yeah. and what I have. Remember, I have younger brothers and sisters, so I have all the the ones going on afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember what was the last big deal. I think that, it was a Lion King, dude. Yeah, because I mean, who even competes in that space? Is it's like Warner Brothers or like one of those like other major yeah, studios? Let's right? look up all the Lion King productions, Doug. If we could see that. Oh, look at the teaser for the new Lion King. It's so. It looks so exciting. Oh, it's supposed to be like real. Yeah, yeah dude, it's movie. They're making them all movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I watch. I mean, it's smart. They're just like basically repurposing same content. That's, everything that's, that's well, the everything do we do and listen to and watch it's a guaranteed formula. yeah that's well it. even all these stories they've taken from yes. fables yes that's what i'm saying you like, know, like hans it, you know we now Christian there, that the book hitmakers gets into that how we wouldn't even be attracted to it if it wasn't close enough and to something else that we've seen before you have to rec- you have to something well, has to feel reminiscent yes yeah. so you have there has to be uh, something in it whether you believe in joseph campbell that goes into that you know about the myths around the world and why you know we're so drawn to them and like every culture the hero's uh, journey the hero's journey yeah like yeah. that's that's an important aspect that that gets repeated mm. all over the place yeah i don't i want to see all the disney movies that are disney cartoons that have Just come do, out do disney classics collection and then it pops up. <laughs> I've Googled this probably before. Oh, you have? <laughs> I said it like I had. I know. Like, what are you doing, dude? Well, wasn't it forever? Like, you couldn't buy the movies, right? They would, like, take it out of out for a while, then they'd bring it, reintroduce yeah. it way later, and mm-hmm. that was, like, the, the whole scarcity thing that, that I thought. I mean, it sucked as a consumer, right? Because you couldn't just, like, buy all of them when I you got, wanted it. I got a good question for you guys. Name one non-Disney cartoon movie that made a big impact on, on you when you were a kid. Non, or that you thought was really awesome. Non-Disney. Non-Disney. Movie. Non-Disney. Hmm. Movie or cartoon? Uh, like, you Star know, like, like, a, like a motion Move. picture cartoon. Right, so like Star Wars would yeah. work. That wasn't, a mo- that wasn't a cartoon, though. So uh, you want a cartoon. cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like a motion picture cartoon. That, Of course, because you can name movies all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a couple. Really? All, all Dogs Go to Heaven. Remember that? Oh, oh wow. That. that was really good. Remember that? Yeah, that's yeah, Disney. That no, it wasn't. 
I'm almost positive that's Disney. No way. Look it up, Doug. It's probably All Doug's not. Doug knows. So no, he's shaking no. his head. No, no, no. He's shaking his head because he can't believe we're making him do this. <laughs> he's like <laughs> looking up five things. He's got like ten. Like, tabs no, Doug, open. look this up instead. Yeah. All dogs go to heaven. Is not Disney. No way. No way. Who I'm did trying it? to think. Who dude, did it? I will. I will put my foot down right now. Let's see. Oh, Boom. Wow. Boom. Okay. All, Recorded. All, all Sal 7, Adam 42. Although I have to say something, Adam. <laughs> I have to say something to you. What? He-Man. So Jackie went through and tried to search for who came up for the Christmas blend. Yeah. And the she hasn't come up with a definitive answer yet, but she uh, thinks it might be you. Is this a- It is me. Are you I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm going to vouch for that. Thank you, Doug. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even. Un- you know why? Because I got it first, and I was. I did it, and I remember. I did it on my Instagram before I even talked Dang. about it on the podcast. And you named it the Christmas blend. I did, yeah, dude. I put it on that, and that's. I think how it started was I put it on my story as Christmas blend, and then you talk. You did talk about it. You've talked about it many times. Mm. But like many many things that you talk about, you stole it from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely had the Kermit blend, though. That was your, yeah, that was yeah. your, your contribution. <laughs> that's a good one. So. <laughs> So all dogs go to heaven. That was a good one. And then you know what else was a good, another good cartoon that wasn't Disney? What? Did you guys ever watch The Secret of Nim? Yes. Mm. Love that one. That was mm. good. Secret of Nim. That's the, that was the two little rats. Uh-huh. Well, right? mice and rats. It's like Fievel. Fievel goes west and all no, that. No, that's another one. That's, but, uh, that's the same. That's American of, Tale. Oh, American Tale. So, no, so there we that's go. That's another mine. one that's non, uh, non-Disney. non Yeah. Mm. So, so far, Justin's named some. I've named some. Yeah. And uh, short-term memory loss hasn't <laughs> <laughs> loss. I'm terrible at this game. Justin always wins. <laughs> no, I never I, remember like old stuff like that. It's obscure things. You yeah. don't watch cartoons when you were a kid? I did, but they come. They the, this stuff comes into my head randomly. And I did watch a lot of Disney, dude. That was our thing. Like we had all those. Did you have you? Did well, you I mean, go to Transformers Disneyland? and all that? Yeah, yeah of like, course. If you wanted to go that route. Oh, Transformers yeah. was awesome. We had our high school now. When I our schools went to Disney for uh, seniors. Did you guys not do that? Did you guys not have senior day at, at Disney? No, man. Oh, yeah. See, so, and this happens, I think it still happens today. So you went with your whole school or whatever? Yeah. So every senior, and not just my whole school, they shut the whole park down just for high schoolers. And they have- I'm trying to think we did do that. They have club, they turn all the like places that would be normal, like eateries. That sounds like trouble if you ask me. Oh, yeah. It's like one of the things you look forward to all year long. And nobody fought. Yeah, I think I did go. Oh, it was great. It's a big party, man. And you're- you're, Did you you, you, like check out like were there any girls from other schools? Oh, absolutely. So you go there. In fact, I I remember getting in a fight with my girlfriend on the way over there because- Perfect timing. Right. We were were already talking about separating because she was going off to Cal Poly- and so I ended up, I mean, I went and danced with all kinds of yeah, random girls from different schools. How funny, how exciting was it? Like you go to amusement parks and all you're doing is like looking for girls. You're like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That was like a big, like. Great America. Just, like, whoa, all I know is like the girls from my school. And now there's this whole like oh, sea of opportunity. Bro, we used to, me and my co- my cousin and I had season tickets to Great America, which is uh, Six Flags now. Mm-hmm. And. We took the light rail to it, so we would get on the light rail, which took you straight to Great America, and I, I was probably a sophomore or a freshman in high school, and we'd go there for as soon as it opened, and we'd stay there all night, and I remember getting all ready for it, like I'd get my, my, oh, we, we had I'd get my Jenko jeans hair. on. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't live- Put your chain wallet in. I didn't live over here. I have family in the Bay Area, and we used to go see my aunt every, every summer. We spent the whole summer with her, and we'd have season passes for Great America, and we'd go to Great America 10, 15 times over the summer. 
every every single year. Did you, you know, guys go on we, every single ride? Oh, uh, we you I had done yep. that so so many times. And then hacky sack in the line that we actually would do other stuff like you so, didn't hacky sack. In totally line. did. Dude. Oh, you were that guy. Yeah, I was that guy. And you did have the chain wallet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I was trying to make fun of you, but I was really making fun of myself. Oh my god, hundred <laughs> percent. You were a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I was projecting that on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were that guy. I was totally that guy. He's got I mean, I, I hacky sack too, but I didn't do it in line. I, had a I didn't do it in I also line. used to wear those gas station shirts, you know, oh my like, God, thinking bro. I was all cool and like trendy because it was i would go to like thrift stores and like find like somebody's like i remember that wasn't that was in style for a while i remember was, that yeah. was like between seventh grade and like sophomore year in high school it was really cool to go to the thrift store and pick shit out and rock it. That was the, like a, like some old looking shirt. Yeah. yeah the yeah. funny part is that's that. still that's that you know that's had a resurgence, right? Yeah. That's oh really. Uh, Taylor's into that shit. Oh. Taylor loves to go find a deal. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like that's oh, okay. I'm so lazy. Like there's a there's something that I like and I want. I'm the asshole who pays double retail, uh-huh. ship yeah. to my house, whatever. I don't want to search for nothing. He's all about finding that that gold. Oh. You know that nobody else has. Damn. From, no, from I the would, thrift store. No, I'd have <laughs> yeah, my I don't have time for that. I'd have my Jenko jeans. I'd have my uh, my what is it called the the toe shelled. Uh, Adidas, yep, yeah. Shoes on, shell tops. Those, those shell top, big, there you yeah, go. Back in the day. And then I'd have what would I wear as a shirt? It would be a plain, big ass T-shirt, like extra big. And, and you know, not realizing, I thought I was, I was so happy because I'm like, cool, no one's gonna know I'm skinny. You look skinnier. With a big ass shirt on. Puka shells too. <laughs> no, that was Adam. Oh, that was Adam. 100%. Yeah, that totally is Adam. That was a Puka shell. Guy. I rocked Puka shells. I rocked the hemp necklace. Yeah. I absolutely and did. And your that Stussy shirt. shirt. Oh, I, yeah. and I love Stussy. Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, because yeah, you were always trying to be like, back. oh, chicks love this. I'm over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> a Puka shell. Oh, I, I will. Yeah, I just, I just went to Hawaii. Well, I one hundred percent was probably motivated to get girls always. Almost every decision I made from the age of fifteen to probably twenty. It's just was, everything at how you dressed. Yeah. yeah. At some point, did you ever paint your fingernails black? No. Oh, okay. You didn't oh, go wow. that far. Okay, yeah. No, I, was, I didn't go the goth route Matt, the, either. The painting of the toes thing was a big deal for me, and that was in my early twenties. That's that later like, on. Yeah, that was like 22 yeah. ish, somewhere around there. I dyed my hair black though. Like, for no, sure. you didn't. I did. Did you yeah. really? Yeah. I'm trying to picture you with black hair right now. Yeah. And it would just you look be, pale. You know, you think so? <laughs> yeah. Like it. I don't know. I think, did you post the picture? Oh yeah, I did. I put I posted the one where I was like all rockabilly doubt. Like oh. that was a, that was a look I rocked for a couple years, maybe like maybe like like five or six years. What a cute yeah. kid! You just want <laughs> just, just, just dude. I, I didn't even just, post. I wish I would have had the, the the rest of the whole ensemble. Right? I had like you know the cuffed jeans. I had uh, the Doc Martens with flames. I was like, oh, you. Had I the- went like all out, dude. You yeah. had that the flames on your shoes. Flames on my shoes. Jesus I was the only kid that had Christ. that going on. I don't wow. know what I was thinking. Dude, I just was wanted there, to be different. Was there a piece of clothing that you just wore the fuck out of? You always wore it all the time. Like a pair of jeans. Well, well, jeans. Are, it's kind of common, right? But it yeah. was like I had a parka. Uh, I had a forty nine er parka that you wore in the summer. I had a Primus hat that I wore to it disintegrated. Really? Yeah. Then I had this one shirt. I can't remember what it said on it, but it was blue, and. Someone, some girl said my arms look good. That's and why. From that Boom. day forward, yes. that shirt, if it was washed, that was the first shirt I was I'm almost on. certain that that's what happened with the wife beater, too, yes. with you. I'm almost certain that I'm with you, on that. you were that's working cultural, out and some program. hot chick came it's over. It's one of the hottest yeah. chicks that you've ever seen yeah. in your life. And she goes, <laughs> Sal, you look amazing in that. Sal. And that was when that became one of these, a staple no, there's two outfit pe- for There's you. two pieces of clothing <laughs> that I wear till this day that were just... just 
they were implanted on me. It was like, this is what you wear, and now I will always wear them, and I don't feel the same if I don't. There's two. First off, I'm going to have you guys over one of these days for a hot summer dinner uh, at one of my family members' house, and then watch when we're all eating outside, watch what all the men are wearing around the dinner table. It's wife beaters. They'll take the shirt off, <laughs> and that's what you have Gold on. chains and wife beaters. This is, just what, this is just a cultural thing. So uh, I was brought up wearing that and the Speedo underwear. Like, yeah. I can't wear any other underwear. Yeah, it's got to be- That's the unfortunate you know, follow-up. I went through both those phases, though. I, you wore Speedo underwear? Yeah. What? I did? Yeah. <laughs> no. first, that was actually when I was getting into, like- the, Nut huggers? Yeah, personal training, and I started sculpting my physique. No, right? <laughs> I look better in these. I still- I definitely- I think- <laughs> I think boxer briefs. I don't know, man. They just. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I don't think they're they're that um, attractive. Uh, yeah, you don't like the way men look at them. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was that searching mean? for the words. The, those weren't the words I was yeah, looking it's, for. Yeah, you know, it doesn't do it. for it me. It doesn't. It does. The bikini briefs, bro. It's come on. It's you. You look better in them. I don't give a fuck who you are. Dude, now somebody I, mean, I might did be, boxers forever with that. Those didn't work because it that like fly would just stay like way open, you know, and you just feel drafty all day. But I was stoked once they'd come up with the boxer brief combo. I, that's that's my jam. I wore boxers for a short stint just because I was like, I'm going to try something different. And I had boxers on. Mm-hmm. And you're right, the fly part stays open. And I was in the in the break room at the 24-hour on Hillsdale. You know how yeah. they have that little break room? Yeah, yeah. So I was going to change to work out. And I had one of my sales guys in there. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, hey, close the door for me. And the so dragon like, fell out? Yeah, he's it? like, okay. He locked the door real quick because I had to change. Yeah. Pick, pull my pants out. And he starts laughing. I look down and my wang's hanging out. <laughs> and it's just, fuck. You yeah. met, did you guys ever go through a uh, silk boxers? I mean, I went through oh that. Oh, my kick. God. I that forgot was like about a, those. I had, and silk sheets. Did you? I had silk sheets for a while. You know, I, and I you, know what? you know what's so funny? Yeah. I wanted silk sheets for a hell of a I remember this. this those are probably, horrible. And yeah, then you... If you've ever had silk pillowcases, no, everything slides off the bed (laughs) every night. I'm shivering in the middle of the night (laughs) because the sheets have fallen off the bed. The pillowcases have shot off the bed. I got one pillow left, and I got no sheets. Adam just thought he was Hugh Hefner. Oh my god, it was it was the dumbest thing ever, dude. That lasted like literally two months. Bro, I'm I'm over this. I'm just trying to picture your place. Like it was probably you had the white. You probably had white. You like leopard pillows and shit. Like so. When I got my place, I big went, fluffy white carpet. In front I of went, totally. I went, I went all white. Mirrors on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh no, I had the I had full length mirrors all the way on one side of the room. Yeah. And I had a all white bed. I had the white lambskin rug. I knew it. Right. Yeah. yeah right I below. It. I had the lambskin rug out in the living room too, with the glass table over it. Like it. Pimp dungeon. I had white uh, pottery barn like <laughs> couches, like the whole, and I had white carpets in the house. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, it was crazy. It was over <laughs> oh the top. Just a bunch of fluffy stuff yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Oh no, you know what I had all over the house is how stupid. You this probably is. had. You had both ears no, pierced. No, worse. Right? You had hoops. Oh, no, dude, I had yes, one. I, I had one. Oh, okay. But we, I had the house decked out with Playboy shit. And this was such a rebellious side of me. This is just so I move. Remember, I grew up super conservative. I'm I move out by the time I'm 17, have my own place, and then you know moving with my grandmother for a short one year stint. Then I bought my house, and when I got my own house, it was absolutely going to be whatever the fuck I wanted. And what I mean, of course, my mom comes over, and I would Playboy magazines on the fucking <laughs> on the coffee table. You know, what I'm saying in the bathroom, there's like Playboy towels and shit like that. Mm. Just. I was, it, I, you know, looking back now, I'm like, like, yeah, I'm, so, I'm on my own now. So tacky, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was at that age where I didn't get a fuck. I could, so I did. You it's know? also yeah. subconscious, like, you invite a girl over, and then you're like, well, she's going to know now. 
Yeah. You know what right. I mean? She's going to see the Playboy and all the fur- furry stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the environment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't this put you Things in the- happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Super. It's super. When I think back now, it seems so douchebaggery. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like, it seems like that. Although, I really don't feel like I was that guy. And I know yeah. people are laughing at No, you're like, a good no, guy. No, you were that guy. Oh, you just thought, you know, that that's what you had to do. Like, I'm creating this. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's you know? comfortable, you know, comfortable place. And we kept it clean, man. I kept it real clean. My, my buddy, one of my childhood friends, moved in with me and he's like super clean clean dude and so the house was always like tits so you know being young guys in their 20s both had good jobs and you know bringing over a girl over the place like that it was a game over dude it was easy it wasn't even even fair he's like i wasn't a douchebag game over over. no i mean it was it was it was easy to and I think every young young. Well, boy, if you're a 20 year old girl and you're going over a 20 year old guy's house and it looks clean, if it's just clean, it doesn't even have to look nice. That's right. a, yeah, that's an immediate level up. Yeah, to yeah they're, they're thinking like, wow, yeah. he's so mature. Yeah, like, I, was, I was I was somewhere in between. Yeah, that. there's no beer cans yeah. all over the place. No, it's right. There, there was some dirt over in the corner. Did you have the Scarface poster up in your house? I didn't have Scarface poster up in my house. You I didn't? Had, no, I had oh, art, I feel like I had art been paintings, there. shit like that. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, you had art. Well, not like real art. Like yeah, I had like Metallica posters. I was not getting laid Meg- at all. Now that I think about it, oh man, negative. Meg- yeah, Meg- like, yeah, as I'm telling my story, like just go like, Fuck, that's what I did wrong. Like, oh man, like, I, I didn't even like, have like a, a, I, a bed frame. I just had like the, the mattresses stacked on each other. You, you were know? like my boy. You know what? Like one of my boy had like you made wallpaper yeah. with uh, beer boxes, beer boxes yeah. stapled to the wall. That was your yeah. place. See, I looked at that as character building. You know what I mean? I still like. When I would land, you know, I was like, yeah. Chick comes over to your room. Like, and defying the odds. Smells like fucking six-month-old beer. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. It's like my brother. Yeah, exactly. My brother, you'd go to his house and, and you'd, you'd be like, hey, let me use your Wi-Fi. Like, which one's your, which one's Wi-Fi? It'd be something like yeah. Big Dick Stallion like or some porn. shit like that. Like, what are you, what are you doing, bro? You should, yeah. Why'd you name your Wi-Fi that? <laughs> you know, like, Big Dick Stallion. Yeah, it'd be something like that. I'm like, what are you, like 30 years old? You need yeah. to change your Wi-Fi. It doesn't work anymore. Wow. Anyway, uh, good time. Yeah. Dude, I want to ask Savages. you, Adam. Yeah, yeah, the other yesterday we had, uh, you know, we had our all staff meeting or whatever the other day, and we had everybody over here. And then you brought the meatballs over here. You brought your dogs over here, <laughs> and the and I didn't know this about your about your dogs until later on because every time I had saw them, they would breathe so hard, like you know, yeah. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, that's just that must just be what bulldogs. Nah, they do. get anxiety. You were telling me they mm-hmm. get anxious, and yeah. then I remembered when I stayed with you for a short period of time, I'd see them be totally relaxed, and yeah. I realized, oh shit, like. They just get anxious. So you you had them here. They were anxious, and then they were calm as fuck. It's because you gave them the. You said you gave them the Ned. Yeah. So right now I kind of fight them for the 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 Ned. Like so we get only so many of that those sent over to us to the uh, studio, and I like it. So I I, I love using it at night. I mean I told I've told you before like the blend of the Ned and like the the Organifi Gold Juice is like my sleepy mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. medicine for sure. If I want a night where I just want to sleep like a baby. But the boys also, it calms them down. So now what I do is when I need it, which is when we do stuff like this where I bring them out of the studio, they're fine at home. I don't use it like that often at home, but 
I do like to take them lots of places, and anytime I take them anywhere, they get super anxiety, and it takes them forever to settle down. So what do you do? Give them like a dropper or half a dropper full or something like I that? I give a full dropper. I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to do, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're-, they're <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I know they're not going to overdose on CBD. No. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, or hemp, you know, hemp extract. They're not going to get high from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about them ODing, and I'm only giving one full dropper. I'm not sure if- the, I mean, that's a 300 mil- milligram dose. Mm-hmm. They don't seem comatose from it at all. It just seems to settle them down. No, they literally, they, their breathing was no longer the, the panting. Yeah. They seem chill. And then your dogs are so cute. Yeah, they came well, in super, super loud. Yeah. And they're so cute because they, they're, first of all, they just, all they want you to do is touch them all the time. That's all they want you to do is touch. There's just like little babies, you know, with four legs. But then when they're tired or relaxed, they lay down. And this cracks me up. When we were over for Thanksgiving, my son was laughing so hard because they lay flat. Yeah, their so legs like sprawled all the way out. They're, yeah, their yeah. back legs go straight back, and then you have yeah, the my dev- dog does that too. They have the little the little butt the little butt muscles. Kind of, <laughs> and then when they wag the tails, just like a little. So the funny part is, <laughs> yeah. it's Mozzie who only does that, and this, their personality and characteristic traits, which I think is hilarious, just to see even their metabolisms. <laughs> Like they get fed the exact same food, they get walked and exercise the same. But you can see this just shows you like how crazy like the genetic difference and mm-hmm. variance that we have as humans. Mm-hmm. Like both these animals, same breed, even the same bloodline. I'm feeding them the same. They're getting the same amount of extra exercise. Two totally different looking dogs. Mm-hmm. I can even tell by the way their their shitting is completely different. Bentley's metabolism is so much faster. If he eats something, he processes it so much quicker. He'll poop. Mozzie will go two walks before he gets that poop out. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's nuts to see the difference. And that's a trait of Mozzie's. He gets a little tired and he's so lazy he doesn't want to stand and lick the bowl. So he lays down. <laughs> yeah. It's only when he's tired. It's the only time he does it. Like he he does it when he's tired because he's fucking lazy and he's deconditioned. And so it's like I don't want to even stand and hold my head up. So I just lay down you know, with my face. Yeah. In the you bowl. know, speaking of, of cannabinoids, I was as I'm doing research and, and obviously now we're, we're sponsored by Ned. So, you know, when we were first talking with him, I did lots and lots of research on the company and other stuff. Lots of people are giving these hemp extracts to their pets for anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then there's all this anecdote. And I remember reading about this a long time ago too, <laughs> but now there's all this anecdote and I'm not going to make any claims. So I want to make sure I, I, I say that real quick. But if you go online and you research people treating, helping their dogs uh, with their tumors and cancers, cannabis oils and hemp oils and just cannabinoids in general they're giving them to their pets and they're they're helping them yeah. i oh, saw there's there's a couple stories that i saw with people who had they were showing their pets had visible tumors yeah. and then over a period of like three months if you go to a head gone. shop right now that's actually one of the things they sell there now yeah they sell really? little, little chew, chewy bites yeah yeah like, like mainly cbd i haven't seen obviously any with any you know thc or anything like no, that. no no they're all cbd yeah all cbd wow yeah, yeah because the end you know and in, in with with pets apparently and i'm trying to get a guest on our show who talks about this a little bit and i don't want to give away too much just in case it doesn't work out but apparently you know how we've always spec we've been speculating now that pet illnesses and cancers yeah. are probably going up but there's no real way to find these statistics because they don't I don't think they track them the same way they do with uh, people I think, I think they do I tried finding this for so long really like what are the cancer rates in dogs over the last you know four decades or five decades and there's lots of articles talking about it and lots of people are speculating that the cancer rates uh, but have a lot gone of hard up. facts though um, it was hard for me to find however this one person I'm trying to get on the show says that they have they have that data. 
huh. and that it's it's much it's more and more common. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Pet obesity has gone up. This is hilarious, by the way, which is actually true. Well, Pet yeah. obesity has gone up along with uh, you know people obesity. They've been feeding them nothing but grains and for a long time. Yeah, and they're eating this super processed uh, grain based. Food. Well, I think it's a combination, right? It's a combination of probably the the, the, the food, yeah, and, and then else. you're out of shape, so you don't want to walk your dog. I mean, right. when I'm in my when I'm the my most active, my dogs get the most amount of walks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good excuse to go out because I'm I'm being active, and if I'm being lazy, it's really easy to. I not. would bet yeah. I would bet a million dollars that if they did the if they did a study on pets owned by people who are um, fitness enthusiasts or health minded. Versus pets who are owned by just average people, I bet you the pets owned by the fit, healthy people are healthier. Oh, yeah. for sure. I would have to. I would. I would make that. Oh, bet. for sure. I yeah. mean, of course, there's exceptions to the rule on both sides, mm-hmm. but I think a majority, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, just I, from I even, the movement. I even alone. feed my my boys differently like that. Where I tell Katrina, if if we had a time where we were traveling or we didn't get home till late, like I'll cut back on their food. There's no reason for me to give them four cups if. You know, they. I know they slept all day, and a normal day they would get three walks. It's like yeah. they're not. They're, it's not that much different than the way you would take care of a human sure, body. Sure. It's like I, if I know I didn't move, I sat at a desk all day long. I probably shouldn't eat the same that I do on a day where I do twenty thousand steps mm-hmm. and I exercise. Like it's yeah. just, it's logical. Yeah, right? it, it, you, it just reminded me of that documentary. What was that documentary you 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 recommended that we watched? Oh yeah, the evolution of us. Yeah, so I watched the first episode of that. Okay, um, there's two episodes on it, and it was talking about you know, humans, how we evolved. Um, and they were showing these. They were showing videos of modern hunter gatherers in Africa. So these are tribes yeah. mm-hmm. that still live like hunter gatherers, and they were showing these tribesmen hunt uh, like gazelles and shit. And they literally run down the animal. Mm-hmm. This is how human. This is what we, we. This is how we think humans hunted for a long time. Is we would run an animal gazelles. down. And 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 the reason why this happens <laughs> yeah, crazy. And I've known this for a long time. Humans. When it comes to physical performance, we pretty much get our asses kicked on almost everything in the animal kingdom. Like we're not the toughest animals by far, but one thing that we have physically that's better than most, almost all animals, is our ability to throwing capacity. Well, besides throwing yeah. capacity, that's that's a very. Have you guys seen Alpha yet? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, go watch that. You'll okay. like that. Or it- it's on Apple TV. Now. It's, it, you can you can rent it now. I'll order tonight. You'll like it. I'll order tonight. So humans can out trek and outrun mm. for distance. Right almost any other animal in the animal kingdom. And they explained why. And one of them was the, the bipedal locomotion, so you know, two uh-huh. legs, so it conserves energy, allows us to carry things, which is good too. The development of our glutes too, right? Our glutes change. So if you look at primates, they all have like flat butts or no butts. Humans need these big, massive butt muscles. To stabilize to, the upper body. Yeah, to balance us and stabilize us. And if you look at a pelvis... This was pretty cool too in that documentary. They showed a pelvis, and you know that top ridge of the pelvis is—is is, if you look at that from a human compared to a primate, mm-hmm. we have such a big top ridge. But that's because that's the attachment of the big uh, glute muscles. Yeah. So our ability to run, uh, our uh, and our ability to sweat and cool ourselves down. And here's what I didn't know, because the way a lot of animals cool themselves down is they pant mm-hmm. they, through their mouth. But a lot of animals, while they're running, as they're running, they're in. They they're not able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is if they run and run and run, and they're not, and we don't give them a chance to stop and pant, they overheat. They overheat, yeah. and they literally fall over mm-hmm. from exhaustion. Oh wow! And the miles that it takes to do this is crazy, though. So hunter hunter gatherers would run for like fifteen miles mm-hmm. after prey before killing it. So they were showing these today modern hunter gatherers running. 
And it's like these, it's like a family. So it's like a dad Mm -hmm. and his boys and like a grandfather. They just cover like an insane amount of ground. But they're running like, when, if you go outside and watch someone walk right now and you see how seamless that looks, 10 times more seamless is how they looked when they were running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just like, bing, 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 bing. It looked like they were like, nope, they're wasting no energy because yeah. they were so They good. all had impressive so glutes. <laughs> just yeah, so efficient and yeah. so nice the way they ran. I was like, fuck, we're, we're so shit. Yeah, yeah. We're so screwed. Yeah, we've been sitting way too much. Yeah, we're so, we're so weak and stuff. So as I'm watching that, I was thinking about that study that came out that's now making the waves, by the way. It's starting to go mainstream. Everybody's talking about it. And the studies show that weight training mm. is mm. better for the heart than cardio if, if you just compare them head to head. Of course, now the study did say doing both was the best. So I want to be clear. But the study compared just weight training to just cardio, and weight training was superior. So as I'm watching this documentary of these hunter gatherers running, and as I'm realizing that a large part of our evolution was our ability to be able to run, I'm thinking, like, well, wouldn't running and trekking? be one of the best forms of exercise for people and i realized that a it is but the reason why it isn't is because different times well dude. well people first off don't know how to run they have You'll never run. have to run 15 miles to find food they can't and modern life the context of modern life just doesn't allow you the ability to just fucking move all day long and yeah. so what benefits you more in modern life is having a fast metabolism versus trying to make the time to run fucking miles and miles a mile Every single day. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that study showed that weight training was better is because the weight training gave people faster. It basically gave them better insurance to deal with. Yeah, uh, given our life. current environment. I mean, it's exactly. the most beneficial. Yeah, if you were. And that's the thing, like within that uh, environment and having the access to, to really move and and run and like your your all your resources like revolve around your ability to do that like that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense you'd adapt to that yeah so. and then they were showing like at night you know at the fire where you know where they're having their meal and then after their meal and you have the the kids and the women and some of the men dancing around the fire but they're fucking jumping man they're pop 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 and they're singing and dancing uh-huh. and they're all you know 40s 50s you know some of them young some of them older Nobody's tired. <laughs> Could you imagine if you got like, <laughs> if you had a dinner party with like a bunch of your forty-something-year-old yeah. friends, and you're like, all right, everybody, hey, we're gonna, gonna do a conga line. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. jump. No, no, we're gonna jump around this fire. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would last for fifteen seconds. You wouldn't have any friends. Yeah, <laughs> people. Be, we're not going yeah. over to we're the south. Yeah, we're not going we're to the south. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we wouldn't go to Ben Greenfield's again to do podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Little Jello and Jesus, jump. man, you're gonna stand up. We got a podcast. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we like to sit down in our big chairs. Yeah. Oh man, relax. Yeah, it's it's I don't know I, I part of me is very nervous and and scared because it's been great that we've continued to invent things that make our lives easier but it feels like the repercussions from that are compounding yep yeah and so that's the part that kind of scares me about it is like at, for everything that's amazing and great that we keep accomplishing and and evolving and moving forward it's the counter to that is you know what it, you know where it comes from too because I had that exact thought exact thought watching this documentary last night and I think the reason why we do that why we fuck up so bad is because of our or we have such bloated a bloated sense of our ego and power and self that when we make something easier and we change things we immediately think it's completely better yeah and we throw away the old stuff so we think oh well you know this is easier it helps us work better we're more efficient. 
therefore it's all 100% better. Mm-hmm. You know, this is true for like childbirth and the way we feed children. For a long time, doctors were saying, don't breastfeed, you don't need to, you know, because we're like, oh no, we got modern ways of doing this. The, there's no benefit to the old way whatsoever. Yeah. And so another thought I had was watching this, these people dance around the fire and do all that stuff. It's like, you know what? You are, because the old ways made it necessary, you were so much closer to the people around you. You were so much more connected. You didn't have technology. You didn't have your own room. You relied on each other to get your food and survive. Exactly. Like, uh, you bet your ass. We're social animals. If there was more, yeah, we we spend time with employees and people to make them better, to make the job more successful. Imagine if your your survival relied on it. I had the same thought. I was like, you know, back then, if you wanted, oh, I'm so independent, I'm going to be, you know, isolated on my own. Like, you died. You know, like if, if you were excommunicated from the tribe or whatever, that was a death sentence. Like it's a death sentence, and now it's like we prefer to be like all on our own and away from everybody, and like have our own separate. You know, like have no neighbors like that you really oh, interact with. Have you guys seen them? I can't believe I didn't think to talk about this after I watched. It. I just watched it last week. It's called Searching. Mm-mm. Oh God, that sounds really familiar. It's the one. The whole movie is like based off of this dad's daughter that goes missing. And the way he taken the way he no 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 no, no. it's not Liam Neeson really good really good movie it's really it's, so is this a movie or is it a documentary it's a movie okay and it's done really intelligently it's it's super unique I don't think there's anything out there that's like that at least I haven't seen anything like it and the whole thing is this dad his daughter goes missing and he's trying to solve the case with the with the FBI or whatever that's that's searching for her. And the way he's doing it is all backtracking through social media. Where was the last place she was found? Oh, wow. Where did she check in last? Who is she communicating with? Contacting friends? Oh, wow. And it's actually, it's it's got a great, I don't want to ruin it for the listeners. Like It's, so, worth, so, it's worth watching. I stayed away from it for a while because it looked lame to me. Hmm, but but it was then good. I, it was really good. So movies like that, I can watch almost any movie and enjoy it. <laughs> but the movies where kids get kidnapped and the parent is fucking stressed out, they stress uh, me out so bad. Yeah, right. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, no. So if it has a good ending, I'll watch it. No, no, no. It, it does. And okay, it's, good. It's, got, it's got a good lesson, in my opinion, to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's... Well, speaking of social media, I don't know where this is. There's a state in the U.S. It's probably... I don't, I'm not going to guess which state it is, but they're trying to pass a bill that says that if you want to buy a gun, that the, the state has the, will have the power to go through all your personal social media and to, what? to yeah just to make sure you're a wow and they're trying the way that they're trying to, to 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 pass this is because you know you'll have like these crazy shooters or whatever and then people will go through their, their social media and be like oh see here he was ranting against this and he was ranting against that yeah. maybe we could have stopped them which is bullshit because yeah. a lot of people rant all the time so what they're saying now is they're trying to pass a bill where you go buy a gun They'll say okay, but now you've given the state permission for them to go through yeah. and dig through their social media. So we're trying to arrest people before they commit a crime. Yeah. Like, do we see any flaw in that? Yeah, no. It's kind of crazy. Did they make a movie about this? Yeah, yeah. they have Minority Report. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Well, I mean, it's social media. It's all out there. Yeah. You know, China. It's almost time. I think it's 2019. No, no, 2021 is when China fully. Uh, unveils and releases and is fully operational. That point system. Their social, it's like a social credit system, a ranking system, thank Uh you, where you, and they're not going to give away and they're not telling anybody how. The algorithm? Not, no. Now, they'll tell you what gives you better points, what gives you less points and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but based on your points, you will have way more, uh, you know, abilities and things to do things, and way less abilities to do things, and it's all government control. It's a very, very interesting experiment to me. 
I'm just glad I don't live there. But yeah. I, sh- bro, I'm seriously interested to see how it unfolds. I just oh. don't understand people that are cool with that. It's like, you know, now you've willingly acknowledged that there's people that created this, and then I'm playing in your uh, constructed, you know, well, rule think of it, system. I can, you can put a positive spin on it. People that will want to get into access to certain places. People that eventually, what will happen if you're a douchebag? You do crime. You do these bad things. You have an ex- your your score just keeps going down and down and down. You have less access yeah. to things. People won't trust you. You have That's less friends. Of but, course, but you've just willingly given up so many more rights than you. I'm had just before. playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I would never want it myself either. But it's like I get how I could sell that as a good of, idea. Of course, and that's sure. how and that's how they're selling. That's how they're selling. It. Yeah. But this is the same country that just sent a woman to ten years of hard labor jail. So she's going to jail and going to get probably beat or whatever because she wrote a homoerotic uh, novel. She wrote a book. That you know had I think it was two men you know or two women or whatever and apparently the state thought that that wasn't good and because people were buying the book they sent her to jail for ten years yeah so that's the same place so house and I, I hear what you're saying Adam I get where I could see the potential benefit but I could also see I don't know you say something wrong on social media or somewhere or you start to get popular or we are we already now natu- they just shut it off we just already to challenge a, a idea like we already idea. do this the problem is that we're letting someone control it that's the thing because yeah. we already natu- people humans already naturally big, do this with each other like yeah. I don't associate myself of with course, these people that's the massive they, difference right that you, yeah you highlight that's yep. that's the scary because that's a that, lot of power because imagine uh, you know imagine if you said something on the podcast you know let's say you said uh, Trump is an idiot or something like that right and they and we had this social credit system and let's say you were getting popular they could eat very easily if they wanted to fucking take your score give you a zero fuck immediately you're right. fucked right now you lose your car you lose your yeah, possessions you lose your, your house home, yeah. you can't you're homeless essentially you're a homeless person and they can all do it with this and, and they yeah. don't need to they don't need to throw you in jail they don't need to do anything else. It's interesting can- because I I see parallels too, especially with like Twitter and when somebody says like one thing, you know, out of like even if it's out of context or whether you know they said it and they were inebriated or whatever, and they they said some stupid like one liner thing and their whole career is done. Yeah, like everybody just completely like abandons like all the rest of their body of work. They just want to so, just be like you're dead. So take it. Let's 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 keep taking it steps further, right? So remember, China is the most populated. Uh, place in the world second largest economy uh so they have a lot of power they're one of our biggest trading partners what if the chinese government uh you know was like you know what we want to give people high, more points for buying products from this country instead of that country uh-huh. what if they they could literally manipulate the public right. in a very easy seemingly non-forceful way because it doesn't come across as them saying do what we're going to tell you or we're going to throw you in jail or nothing like that it kind of looks like no we'll give you more points if you go over here just a bunch of mindless drones going around doing their will and now they can literally take their billions of people and move them in a direction to manipulate massive worldwide markets and and well this is all the reason that people can do this is the same reason why i've always had my debate with with you with more liberal free market views is Unfortunately, I think that it only works in a in a society filled with a lot of really intelligent people that don't mm-hmm. want to be led. And unfortunately, the majority are not. Mm-hmm. The majority are not, and they the majority want to be led, whether they think they do or they don't. Yeah. No, they do. No. They want to be told what to do. No, but- you're right. You're. I think party part of what you're saying is right in the sense that um, you know people will go if they get lots of freedom and autonomy. 
over time, they tend to ask for more and more and more control. Part of that's through manipulation, and part of that is, you know, good times make stupid people. Like when, when you've got really good times, you forget the you forget the value of uh, of certain things. Like you know, right. if you, for example, I'll give you a great example, right? Like you've got this debate going around uh, going on around uh, vaccines, and and I I can understand it. There's like a million vaccines now versus when we were kids. But because this debate is happening and we haven't had an epidemic in a long time, you're getting now a whole side of people who are saying all of them are bad and they're never beneficial and they've never helped. The people are actually making that argument. Like vaccines never, never helped. helped yeah, yeah the, oh, the diseases were already on the decline anyway and whatever. And because, you know, it's good times bring that kind of stuff out. And so mm. I think you're right in the sense that as we're so we, – we're more and more free – People want more and more control over time, and it just goes more and more tyrannical. Mm -hmm. But this this thing with China is interesting. It's very interesting because what's going to happen when the social media, you know, type social credit score thing, when China develops an AI machine that can really fucking calculate and figure things out yep. and get people to uh, operate uh. and move in different ways and what works and it, and it starts measuring in real time because it's going to be people controlling it now with algorithms. Mm -hmm. What happens when it goes full AI, that's going to be kind of crazy, man. So I think we're... It's a lot of power. It's a, it's I, I, of power. I feel like we're actually doing more of it than we think we are already. It's just not controlled by one single person yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. i guess that's the scary part if or when you talk but then again too i don't know all the 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 regulations that they put in place to make sure that doesn't happen like do you know how much of that is have you looked that deep into uh, how they're going to roll it out like when you made a comment of oh you know what they potentially could do is take your score and drop you to zero i would think that they would write something in the law that would not allow even government to be able to do that. I mean, I feel like we would do that. Well, <laughs> I feel well, like we would do that, but we're not a communist country. Yeah, right. but we have but that's not just that. We have competing agencies. So like we have different credit agencies that will, you know, measure that will rate your credit. You have different social media platforms. Uh, it's voluntary in the sense that so the Chinese people have no choice. They yeah. can't. They're, they're in this fucking social. Yeah, they just plugged it in. Yeah, there, there is no like signing up for Facebook voluntarily. It's them just being like, well, I'm born here. Now I have this score yeah. that I have to deal with. And people will all know your score. What a trip. Yeah, it's really weird. It's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, the direction that that ends up going. And if other governments are going to get jealous and want that much control. Well, yeah. You you, know? I mean, if you're another government, look at that. I mean, how quickly you could, yeah, like like enforce like certain ideas onto the public. And yeah. Now, really crazy. Now, do you, you, know, think, uh, do you things, think there's any possibility for it to be good? Yeah, if you have, this is how these, okay, here's like, how. Let's, let's, let, let's believe. Right. Let's believe somebody is leading, and I know it's that's just not the case, but let's believe it's somebody who has. Let's go to Fantasyland for a second. Yeah, let's go to, <laughs> yeah. Jesus is leading China. I like yeah, unicorns. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm listening. What 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 does that look like, and is is that a bad thing for society? If you for a for a leader or leaders to really move society and shape society and make decisions for society that are better for society, two things have to happen. One, people have to voluntarily go along. As soon as you add force, it's no longer good. So even if I say to everybody in America, hey, because I, I know this to be true, if you all start exercising right now, all your lives are going to get better. Then if I say, if you don't exercise, we're going to throw you in jail and kill you. Totally changes everything. <laughs> and if everybody agrees and I convince them and they do it voluntarily, completely different. So that's one problem. The second problem is a leader or group of leaders has to have perfect information on every individual. And there's so many differences in people. 
there's so many people and there's so many infinite number of decisions people can make on a day-to-day basis, you're, it's impossible. And it, not even free markets do it perfectly. They're just faster and better at it because it, there's, a, there's a, the market. It's all, every time you buy something, every time you choose mm-hmm. something, those decisions are being recorded by the market, if you will, and they reflect and the market starts to reflect it. So it would be impossible. And then you'd have to have a leader that was like a god in the sense that they were altruistic. They didn't seek power. Right. They wanted they really just wanted to do the best and there was no big ego and they weren't, you know, you know, narcissistic maniacs. The problem is the very people that seek for that kind of control, the very person who fights to have that power is the exact person you don't want to have it. They're usually the the <laughs> yeah. hyper narcissist you know, fucking, you know, cycle person. Super self-righteous, like everybody else has it wrong and I'll fix everything. I agree with you. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate just like, is there a possibility that that some form of or or way or another that that idea Mm -hmm. is not that bad of an idea that we Mm -hmm. have this? Because you still have control of making the decisions that allow your score to go up or down. Sure. Right? So that's if it's a fucking real score system that isn't manipulated by people above right you. right right that's what i'm saying if i yeah. mean if it if it if all things worked out the way they're pitching it and it, it may be intended to i think that there could be a lot of positive things that could potentially happen from it. i just don't yeah. want to be part of the now, experiment it, it could backfire <laughs> yeah. it, now it could also backfire now imagine this it imagine is the matrix imagine you're you're you they pass a, a thing in the social credit system where they're like okay all if, if men cut their hair short this particular way and wear uh, this kind of clothing, then they'll get a higher score, which they could very well do. This is something a communist country would totally do because they want to kind of have people look a particular way. Mm-hmm. So then every, men are like, oh, easy way to get points. I'm going to cut my hair short and I'm going to wear this particular outfit. Yeah. But then there's going to be some guys who are like, I'm going to be a little rebellious. Mm-hmm. And that might even be considered attractive by mates or by other people. Totally. And so it may backfire a little bit. Although the, the, I don't know if the Chinese culture has that same rebellious you know, uh, sure. independence that Americans do, sure. but it, or, or it could be a, a natural. It may human just instinct. be suppressed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it could be a natural. Yeah, I think that I think that's a natural human instinct that that nobody. I think nobody wants to be feel caged yeah. or told what to do. Yeah, like think about that's it, where th- we're animals still, right? Exactly. There's, like mm-hmm. like why why yeah. women are would you know maybe like 15, 20 years ago if you were a guy and you had a tattoo, it made you a little edgy. It also sent the signal that you probably weren't as high up in the success ladder, you know, if you, especially 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. But it also gave the message that you were a little rebellious. And that kind of was a turn on for some people. So people got tattoos, you know, even yeah. 40, 50 years ago. So maybe that, maybe it'll backfire. Oh, like maybe yeah. some- I mean, you still see, and I always watch these documentaries about these like, like serial killers and like how much attention they get from women. It's I've like, heard of that. It's like baffling yeah. and like just throwing themselves at. Well, at look at the guys. dude for making the murder. He's always got some chick who's like, does he really? <laughs> yeah, he does. He's too. always got some pen pal that's like in love with him and wants to marry him. And so but like, uh-huh. it's like, what is that? You know, like why? Like yeah. uh, they've obviously shown their, their fangs and you, you want to be a part of that? You well, wonder, like, what crazy. that is. Well, I used to, it's just the extreme version of what I had, which was the wanting to fix, fix somebody. A, oh, yeah. The, Sign on oh my, my back. Sure. Oh my god! If I can yeah. fix the serial killer, wow. right? Exactly. It's the, it's the, it's the greatest expression of that. That's wouldn't you insane. think? Insane. That's yeah. like in, so. in, insane. Totally though. I, I think it's. A, I can totally get how. I mean, there's got to be someone on the further end of the spectrum than me, yeah. you know, that took it to totally. a whole other level, and it's like, who's more fucked up than somebody that's in prison for murder? You ever have that friend? Who, <laughs> yeah, but there's good goodness in there. I, I yeah. Was, I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah. you ever have that friend that's dating someone? 
and you're like, uh, I don't know, dude. Like, yeah. they were in jail for murdering their wife, and they're like, no, but people change, and yeah. you need to believe and give people second chances. They play that to you, and you're like, like, really picking up the pieces. Yeah, you're you like, know, I, I get that, forward. but then we got to play a little, you know, let's want to play safe sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's, people do change. Let's but, see, the history repeats yeah. itself. Have you guys uh, been? Have you guys ordered the smoothie boxes to your houses yet? No, I haven't yet. Oh, I've had it no. here at the studio and was thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, them. I'm saying this because it's a hit with my kids. Yeah. I was just going to ask you how the kids are receiving because I think that's probably the, the most important thing it's for you a, guys. It's a hit. You it's know a, what? It's a total hit. Can you make those popsicles out of them? You ever used to do that with- I haven't uh, tried yet. Where you yeah, put this, with smoothies and then you put it like a popsicle stick in it I don't see why you it, can't. Right? I'm going ah, to get on that. Well, what I like about them is it's not just fruit. There's like vegetables yeah, and avocado. Protein. Yeah. And then they have collagen protein in yeah. there. Which, you know, collagen is something that... There's amino acids in collagen that are higher than you'll find in other forms of protein that are really good for connective tissue. They're good for gut health. They're good for your skin. They're good for your... Uh, you know, just They're anti-inflammatory. And if you only ate collagen protein, uh, it wouldn't be good. But because we never eat collagen protein... right supplementing some of, it, some of it actually has a lot of benefits and that's the protein that they put in the in the smoothie yeah. box. Somewhere along, along the lines, we got really picky about the kind of meat that we ate, right? And we stayed away from organ meat and mm -hmm. you didn't see that as often, like, yeah. you know, culturally. Yeah, each one is, a, it's like a, it's a full serving, if I'm not mistaken, of fruits and vegetables. So the way I look at this, I like them. I think they taste good. I don't have a problem, however, eating fruits and vegetables, but even my kids can be a pain in the ass sometimes with this but they'll eat the fuck out of this man. no they're good yeah they're they'll, really good they'll eat the crap it's, out of that it's we'll for sure order like it's cool too i mean it's it's just like butcher box i mean it's another it's their their sister company right so they own it too so it shows up to your house the same way it's all set up nice they're fast too. i think this is going to be yeah, they figured it out yeah. i actually think this is going to be a hit yeah like i think this is going to blow up Really big, like you get it. You, it's all. Well, yeah, once you try it too, and comes I think in we those were packets. All like very surprised. It, it's it's going to be a hit. Well, it, that's the idea. I mean, it's something that I again I appreciate so much of Taylor. Like this is you know he spends so much time like digging through these companies and finding ones that will work well with. And he mentioned it to me when they first were starting. And I didn't know that they were attached to ButcherBox, and we kind of I didn't even dig that deep into them. I thought, oh, I thought they're just some normal old smoothies. Well, it's because the was, smoothies I, that you usually get are right. So I didn't garbage. look, and that's what I get for assuming. But that was way early on when they first started. And then he brought them back to me. He goes, dude, these this is a sister company to mm. ButcherBox. That's and because I have so much respect for ButcherBox is what made me dive deeper into the smoothie box. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, absolutely, reach out to this. Yeah, company. if you technically. <laughs> Technically, you could have smoothie box and butcher box, and then you'd have all your you'd have your yeah. fruits, veggies, your meats, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you'd have everything you'd need. The ultimate smorgasbord yeah, box, the, yeah, the super box, yeah, super <laughs> you know box. I mean? You'd be you all do the cornucopia box. Yeah. You still now? I know that when you were doing your all meat thing, you were going through it like crazy. Are yeah. you still eating that much? Like, how? What's your cadence on your butcher box? Are you yeah. going every month? Are you every other month? Which uh, every month? I was gonna switch it over to every other month just because it is a little more frequent. But at the same time, it's been a nice discipline to then you know apply. Uh, you know, and use the meat for dinner each night. And so we've gotten more creative with mm -hmm. the types of ways that we cook and prepare, uh, you know, the food. And I enjoy it, man. I love, I love barbecuing and that's something I can contribute. You know, I, I can't cook worth a shit, you know, but I can barbecue. You can grill the fuck I out of I can grill the Could, fuck Katrina out of took that, uh, the uh, boneless lamb leg that we got from them and that we made from the Mind Pump Kitchen Thanksgiving and we made a stew out of it, dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. I ate that for like the next three days. I want to try their filet mignon. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, so. Jessica's so, uh, making a chili today. 
So I'm not sure. So that we had a beef tenderloin, which I think is similar to the flat. That was tasty. Yeah. yeah. Do, Doug, do you know? Do you know your cuts like that? No, I should know better. Well, tenderloin. I yeah. melted them. We didn't do Super. much. Super. Yeah, I know. It, it, it feels texturally. It feels very similar to a filet mignon. Mm. Well, that's how I cut it when we cooked it, right? So I, I, you get it in this big, you know, slab like this, and then mm. but I sliced it in like filet type cuts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, I prepared it. Yeah. No, Jessica's making a chili today with the with some of the meat uh, from them. Oh, that's good. Dude, idea. Which that, I love. Especially chili. For, for when it gets cold. Uh, oh, this awesome. is a go to fall winter meal for us that is like a, a good healthy balanced thing that i love we cook it in a big huge pot and we like eat out of it for the chili the, yeah the whole week do you use ground beef or do you use cuts of so we, we we bounce around like we use ground turkey we use ground beef like it, it like you know if i if i've had like two or three times she's done the chili and she's done it with turkey then we'll do it with beef mm -hmm. other times and and then the rest is really stays the same it's you know she does like normally three or four different types of beans mm -hmm. Uh, like the chili powder inside there. Um, what else does she put in there? Celery, chopped up celery. It's like a chili stew um, type thing. That what she is makes. it about? It's so about, good. What is it about wintertime that makes you want to eat? Is it just the weather because it's warm? Cold? Totally warm. Yeah, and, and it heats up your body. And hearty, the hearty foods. Well, like, really sound good. I almost yeah, I almost feel like you want to eat heavier. Yeah. And I wonder if it's just because you're. I wonder if there's this this natural evolutionary thing where you're you're naturally seeking out higher calorie foods. Because to get you through the winter, yeah. yeah historically, Scarcity, there's more yeah. less food, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it, totally. it makes a lot of sense because right. I do want to eat heavier. Part of it could also be socially because we can't, we cover ourselves up more, so mm -hmm. I'm not so concerned with being lean type of deal. Although these days I really don't care anymore. I don't care how lean or how not lean I am. It's not a big deal, so I tend to maintain the same. But even that, I still find myself in the winter. I'm more attracted to the heartier, yeah. heavier dishes, and in the summer I want things that are lighter. You know what I mean? And, and, and maybe feel like they're easier to digest, but they're definitely lower uh, in, in calories. So. It is the filet, huh, Doug? Yeah. Yeah, so it was. Okay, so I thought so. Okay, I knew what the fuck I was doing. It's named... Once <laughs> Good it's, job, Adam. Oh, yeah. so once you cut it into... Oh, duh, filet. So it's a filet of the tenderloin, filet mignon. Yeah. Mignon. Mignon. That's ah, how you say it. see? Yeah. Learned something. I thought there so. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. How's your How's your guys' uh, training going right now? Is there anything different about your workouts? Yeah, mine's uh, is almost non-existent. It's really bad. You're on right the weak sauce program. Yeah, I'm on the weak <laughs> sauce program. I really, right now it's like I. It's crazy how much how much less I have to eat when I get like this. I have to be very careful about my my caloric intake when I'm not weight training. When I'm when I'm not training, and I shouldn't say I'm not weight training. Like I haven't gone a full week of mm -hmm. not weight training, but I've been so you're very, doing like two days a week or something. Yeah, like that? two three days a week. It's yeah. just when I can get. I mean, I just trained two days ago, right? And I'm training today. So and I also train tomorrow. So I'm not like mm -hmm. for us. I mean, I think now that, what like, do you do when you're training that infrequent full so, body? Not even always. Um, this is like how this you know recently on the podcast I talked about some of the things that I talked was talking to Taylor and Enzo about, and you know this is a time one day I was in here and I was just doing Turkish get ups. Another day I was in here and I was just deadlifting all the variations of it, lightweight, just moving. So like moving 30 it. minutes, 45 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. So as, I'll go as low as 30 some days and that all depends on how I feel, mm -hmm. how I move the rest of the day too. That will really dictate that. If I know I need a good hour workout, I'll put the hour workout in. Um, but it's not, I'm not training to get sore. I'm not going, definitely not training to failure or anything like that. It's just moving better. Like That's kind of one of the things that changed my life was when we first got together, and started the podcast and I was finishing up the the competing career man when I when I started addressing the mobility stuff it, it and I don't really talk that much about it on the show anymore 
But man, that was a life changer for me. Like I, I've always had like kind of low chronic back pain because of my my pelvic tilt. It's just I. It's always being overworked. I'm always super tight. If I'm not doing core work and addressing it, I'm I've got issues with it. And ever since you know Brink got me into the 90-90 and doing stuff like that, like on a on a way more regular basis than what I ever had done before, it completely changed my life. Now, I, now all I have to do, and sometimes too, like working out for me is kind of playing. I'll get down in the squat position mm-hmm. and I'll switch to a pistol and I'll go back and forth. I'll raise up on my calves, work on do some combat work, like, mm-hmm. and so I'm doing all this stuff that just keeps keeps everything healthy because yep, yep, I just yep. it just feels good and yep. I guess it's a sign of getting old <laughs> you know I just want to I care more than anything else I care less about how much muscle I have a little bit of extra body fat or that I, I want to be able to move well and not and be pain-free and not feel lethargic yep. like yeah I'm fine right now what I'm doing which is really fun is I'll do Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays I'll do a, a full body based resistance training routine yeah. which can vary you know some days it's more hypertrophy and I'm trying to feel the muscle. Other days I'm doing heavy lifts and so I'm doing very few lifts with lots of sets. So I may do five sets of squats and five sets of overhead press and that kind of stuff. But then on the days in between, and right now it's just Tuesdays and Thursdays, Saturdays and Sundays I'm not really working out right now. But Tuesdays and Thursdays, I just have fun. I literally, whatever I feel like doing. So like yesterday we were here, you know, and there was a break during the day. And so I just pushed the sled around I did some dips. Uh, mm-hmm. I did some cable exercises. Did a little bit of kettlebell stuff, and just fun. Just whatever I feel like doing, and I like that. I like having that. Flexibility. I did a workout. Just totally. I literally did a workout just a couple weeks ago that was all pull ups and dips. That's mm-hmm. all I did. Did pull ups and dips. Went back and forth. I had long rest periods in between. Mm-hmm. I was watching. It was the day I was watching football in here, so I came in here. Oh, that's a, great. That sounds uh, like fun. Oh, I've kept it. Yeah, I've kept it to five or six exercises. So basically, a bench press, a squat. And then I have rings established downstairs. So I do like pull-ups and then I do trap bar deadlifts and uh, overhead press. And that, and then I just like, I alternate those. I, you know, I cycle them in and I'll do like five sets of five, you know, between mm-hmm. each one of them. And, and I alternate that throughout the week. Sometimes I'll get three workouts in. Sometimes I get two, sometimes I get four. So just depending on I'm the week. glad you asked this question, Sal, because I, it's, we haven't talked about this in a, a while on the podcast. It's also what I think is special and unique about the message that we we put out on Mind Pump. And, you know, and I, it's funny because I was just looking at um, Steve Cook's page. Cool dude, great physique. And like his whole thing is just like he's probably, I don't know, seven per six, seven percent body fat year round. Mm-hmm. Just and I'm not that person. Like you, a lot of people thought I was because you guys caught me in the middle of competing when I first was on Instagram and stuff. But I'm not. I'm I'm more like the average person that I am than more so than I am like a, a competitive bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Although that's probably how a lot of people thought of me when we first started the show because we were in the middle of this. And so, you know, something that I used to talk a lot about with my clients is. You know, you don't need to be always chasing this hardcore goal all mm-hmm. the time. Sometimes it's just about, you know, adjusting to the rest of the things that are going in your life. And right, yeah. and I was explaining this to my my nephew the other day who's training right now and he was asking me what I was doing. I said, "Man, I'm I'm having so much fun and loving biz- our business right now that it's consuming a lot of my time. And I love it. It's, it's not work for me. It's like I'm researching something i'm looking through numbers and going back or i'm talking to somebody that's related to what we're doing and and so you know it's it's cut into my dedication towards sculpting my body right now and i'm totally okay with weaving 
in and out of that. Like as long as I maintain a, a healthy body fat percentage, like if I'm down 15 pounds of muscle for the next three months, I, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I can turn that on anytime I want to turn that on. It's really about learning how to weave in and out of that. And so you keep these long-term health, you, you stay healthy because what you don't want to do is you don't want to get caught in this trap of, you're always hardcore on or you're always hardcore off. Yeah, like there's only one way to work out. Yeah. It's when I'm training for maximum performance. No, or, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you're you're getting in here 50% less than what I would normally be getting well, here, but I'm doing things that I know will mo- will benefit me the most for the little limited time that I'm in here. What you're it, probably doing is you're, because you're so into the business, is you're working out to complement that. Mm-hmm. Like maintain my health, yeah. maintain my mobility, so that I can do what I'm really into right now. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're under a lot, I've done this before where I've gone through some very difficult times in my life. My workouts were all about helping me handle the stress. Like how can I optimize myself so I can handle these difficult situations in my life? And, um, and that's it. And sometimes it's fun. Sometimes I'm training because I want to improve my performance in one particular way, or I want to feel like I get kind of lean or, you know, really lean or whatever. But, you know, the the thing that's tough is that message just isn't sexy. No. It doesn't look cool on Instagram. It doesn't sound cool or inspiring to hear, but it's the fucking truth and the reality for 90% of the people that are listening to this podcast. It's the message. Isn't that interesting? Because, I mean, when are you the happiest? When you can just be yourself and you're not trying to project this other image of yourself to everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, and like everybody gets so caught up in that like i get so motivated by this one guy who's just doing all this crazy shit you know and like he's constantly doing it he must be so happy and awesome meanwhile you know i highly doubt that they enjoy well we think crazy shit all the time we think there there's so many of them because of social media now it's so you can follow all of them so 50 percent of your people you follow could be all these jack shredded people and i was just thinking about this because i was thinking about Somebody like like Steve Cook, that physique, right? Incredible physique, good-looking dude. How many times have I seen a guy like that literally in the gym? And I go to the gym all the fucking time. That's rare. Rare. Yep. Rare. He's one in a a million. And every single, almost every person I've ever met that's that fanatical about fitness, including myself at one point, there's a lot of dysfunction there. Now, I I don't know Steve Cook, so I'm not talking about him, but- a lot of times you meet these people and they're really not they're really not happy. I think the, the the truth is if you want to find happiness through exercise, through fitness, through good health, it's really about just balance. It's it really is. about balance and enjoying what you're doing. It's not about getting super shredded. And here's the here's And that the, doesn't mean but that, that, that doesn't mean we don't want to lose the ability to turn it on like you said earlier. Absolutely. And, and that's where I'm at. It's and, like I want to be able to still do something. And, that, like and that's to me that's important right. also. It's I think and that's again too why I also talk about getting that lean and the benefits of that is it's it's less about the benefits like health that I got from getting all the way down to three percent. It's more about the mental discipline that I did to get there and how I was rewarded in so many other aspects of my life because I did that. There's a lot of lessons to be learned there. Not For that sure. you should stay here. This is a cool place to be or it's healthy because it's not. It's a, it's not a balanced place for me to live at at three to six percent body fat. A lot of sacrifice is happening in other places of my life. It's consuming you, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. And, and no, I I totally hear what you guys are saying. No, it's important. And here's a funny thing about this: if you don't understand this lesson, if you're a fitness fanatic and you don't understand this thing, you're going to be forced to at some point because mm-hmm. you're yeah. going to get old. So so it's it's or not a, even or injured. And if you don't understand it and you constantly fight it as you age, 
you're going to have a very tough time. You're going to be that guy or girl with all the plastic surgery and the guy and girls on all the drugs to try to always maintain that level of, you know, trying to be like I was in my 20s. I mean, I'm noticing this now, like, you know, my girl's always complimenting me. And I tell her, I said, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. You know, thank you for the compliments. But if you, I can't do what I used to be able to do in my, in my 20s and early 30s. I can't push myself like I used to. And she's like, oh, I've seen your workouts. You work out hard, this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still not the same. And I said, but that's okay because I'm okay and I'm, I'm content with that. And it's going to get worse as I get older. I'm going to probably do a lot better than other people in my age group because I'm always making it a priority. But I'm never going to be able to compete with my younger self. And that's fine. And you have to be okay with that because yeah, at some right. point, what are you going to do? You yeah. know what I mean? What I'm are you a different do? person now anyway. Yeah, what are you going to do? But no, now it's really, I mean... I, a lot of the reason why I work out now is just for the sake of the enjoyment of doing it. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. thoroughly enjoy working out, and that's it such makes a you feel good. Oh, and that's a great place, and that's why I know I'll never stop. Yeah, I may be less, you know, involved and more involved at other times. I may do five days a week sometimes, and only three days a week other times. But I don't think I will ever, ever, ever stop because I truly, truly enjoy it for the sake of it. Just. For itself. Well, you've also, it, by this time, you know, and I think everybody at one point, you start to make the connections to every other aspect of your life. And that's what I meant by the getting down to 3% was as much sacrifice was going on in my life. I also saw the benefits of that. Like, I mean, I, with the nutrition knowledge and experience I had, I felt like I gained that. 10 times taking myself through it. Even though I had read it in books, I understood it. No, I knew you experienced it. it. Oh, it's like climbing steps, man. Right. It's this whole step ladder approach. Like you, you do have to stretch yourself, you know, pretty far to be able to get to another level. This is what, what Andy Galpin talks about, right? Yeah. The adapting or optimizing all the time. I think there's benefits to both right now. My workouts, like Sal said, are to optimize what I'm loving right now. Mm -hmm. I have something in my life that's a, it's a new love in comparison to the previous 30 years. And my mind is on it a lot. I enjoy doing it. I think about it. I talk about it. I'm all about it. Therefore, it's cutting into other aspects of my life. What was kind of out of balance just four years, three, four years ago for me? Well, I was obsessively working out seven days a week to build this physique, to mm -hmm. go after this other goal that I had of becoming a pro and yada, yada, yada. Well, that's no longer a priority anymore. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I, I can't. Doesn't mean it's bad if someone's doing that right now. Like I, if you're in the middle of your three-month, four- or four-year stint of being consistent as fucking training and you compete, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But you also, I think, have to be okay with having a little more balance other places and you being okay with yourself there. Yep. That's And that's something that took me years and years to get to because much of my fitness and what I would say, what I thought was health, was driven off of my insecurities. It yeah. really wasn't. I, I justified it as I was chasing health, mm -hmm. but in reality- You were I, running away from insecurities. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to the point where, like again, I, I like to challenge myself with the things that I don't like. I, I'll let myself get really, really lean right now because I know that was a soft spot for me a long time ago because I, like, I want to see where I'm at mentally. Like, oh, I should be comfortable with this. Mm -hmm. I still am healthy. I'm still in shape. I'm still fit of a person. I just don't look like this big muscular guy when I really- really put my effort into mm -hmm. looking like a big mm -hmm. muscular guy. Am I okay with yeah. that? No, your home base should be, first off, your home base is where you spend most of your time. Your home base should be health, just yeah. healthy. Then from there, you can move out and go towards extreme performance, mm -hmm. endurance, strength, muscles, aesthetics. get aesthetics and shredded. 
But the place you always end up and bounce back down to or hang out most is is health. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that home base of health, then what you will experience is the extremes. The extreme fitness, extreme diet, extreme dedication, extreme you know, uh, consistency, and then the extreme yeah. opposite, which is nothing or eating whatever I want. And uh, there's no better, in my opinion, there's no better representation of this than the on-season, off-season physique oh, yeah. bodybuilder and bikini competitors. The way that they eat when they're prepping for a show is perfect, right? It's absolutely to the gram. And the way they eat after a show is worse 10 times worse than the average Americans. It's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. And these people will gain, you know, 20, 30 pounds in a matter of weeks, men and women, because yeah. they've, they, they haven't developed that home base of health, which is more balanced and allows you to do certain things and enjoy life. And, calm, you know, it, it, fitness and, and eating right should enhance uh, the rest of your life. Right. For the most part, they shouldn't take over your life or, or or take away from your life. I should say, again, for the most part, there are those times when you be super dedicated. I've done it myself for certain things, in which case that does become the ultimate priority. But I think if we make we keep selling that message and keep pushing that message, and you know, people understand too, this message isn't. We didn't just invent this message because we think it's different and it's cool. This is the message that we all, the three of us on this podcast right now, reluctantly we're forced to re understand as we train clients over the course of yeah. 15 to 20 years. Like well, I had to learn this the hard way because if I really wanted my clients to achieve long-term success, I had to understand this was the only way. We're trying to teach people like how to navigate back to health, you know, cause I think uh, what's been taught to everybody are all these pursuits, you know, whether it's performance, whether it's aesthetics, whether it's, you know, optimizing your nutrition and, you know, to, 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 you know, affect you physically versus, you know, what actually that balance looks like, what that home base looks like first. And then we stretch out because the further, the, the longer amount of time you spend stretching away, you know, from that homeostasis, that health place, that's the harder it, it becomes to get back to it. It so. does. It does. One thing I'm trying to do little by little right now, and I can't believe how difficult it is to implement is I'm trying to incorporate this with my kids like okay we're all going to go in the garage and we're going to work out or let's all go sit on the rug and we're all going to stretch and it's hard because uh, it wasn't something I did with them consistently early on so now you know they're you know nine and 13 and the other reason why it's hard is because it's not a it's not ingrained in the culture around them and so usually when I'm telling them let's go stretch on the rug it means they have to get off of something that they're into you know, doing. Right, right. But I want to implement it because... I don't think you have to worry. I think you just seeing you do that... I'm hoping, you know. Yeah, I think just seeing your dad do mm -hmm. those things, there'll come a time in their life when the question will come that dad, hey, I have this weird chronic knee pain or I have this th something going on where it'll give that opportunity. And then because you've put the 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 habit in of doing it yourself yeah. and they'll make that connection. Well, I don't even then, like just establishing the importance of it. Like I know, you know, as a kid, like I hated eating vegetables, you know, but it was still forced on me. You know, it could have been presented a little better, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but they could have given you a smoothie, a smoothie box. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, they could have like, it made it more enjoyable, but at well, the same time it was stressed and, and, and that stayed with me, even though there was a long period where I was like, ah, oh, you know, this, I was just like disgusted by a lot of vegetables, 
but then realized the importance of them and, and, and found my way back to them with a different mentality. Uh, but even still, like that stayed with me. I was like, oh, wow, that, that is part of the health well, experience. Something that you and Sal do really well, and I love when you guys share and talk about this stuff, is I think the big miss with kids most of the time is just the, the lack of communication on the parents' part to think that they assume that just because they're only seven or nine or 12 that they're not that smart and yeah. that you don't like explain to them why eating greens or like just saying eat your greens because I told you so yeah. is is not a smart strategy for a child or a grown adult. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like nobody wants to be told that way. So to, to not take the time and explain to them the benefits and why we would want to and, and that stuff I think is... Yeah. is it's, the, it's so hard to, I mean, it's such a difficult thing to do. I, I really feel for parents because... It is. It is so hard to do that with your kids. And then on top of it, if you have any kind of, you know, uh, long-term brainwashing that you went through as a kid, because mm-hmm. I, I, look, at the way food was done when I was a kid was you ate or you were in trouble. Uh, you ate fast and you yep. competed, you know, and eat, eat more. And, and it's you just, have to eat, you clean your plate. Yeah. And this was a culture that's very hard to erase. I tell you, man, it's, I mean, yeah. I get, I catch myself. And luckily, you know, Jessica will point it out because yeah. she had she didn't grow up in a culture like that. So she's like, "Are you really bargaining with your daughter to make her eat more?" And I'm like, "Oh shit! Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Like, and it's just such a it's such a difficult thing to to really get through. Yeah. Well, yeah, just so you I, guys being aware of it, I think, is the key. Yeah, you're and, right. And trying to at least because you're right. You can't. Uh, you uh, your kid's attention span is so small. They they it's so hard to, when you're a kid. You remember this? This is a, it's a simple exercise. Remember when you were a kid. And school started, and you were already counting the months down for summer, yeah. and it oh, felt man. like an eternity to like happen. Like now, the way our life works is like years fly by. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So your your thought, and so yeah, trying to explain busy. to a kid that eating your greens is going to benefit you long term, even next week. Uh, yeah, yeah, it ex- just feels like a losing exactly. cause if they, every time. If they can't if they can't eat it and see a difference tomorrow or the right. next week. That's significant again. They can't. They just can't fathom yeah. that much time. And I think that is why it's like it's, for sure. It's important to keep that communication going and reiterating like all these, you know, the importance of it and the nutrients and why, what it does to your body. And it's just, it just helps keep planting and watering that seed all the yeah. time and just watering that seed. And that's just how I look at parenting. Is really just like I have to make sure that I have a value system that I'm consistent with. And then I just keep watering it. I know they're not always going to do, you know, what what it is that you've told them or what it is like you want to steer them in that direction. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it, it's so important for me to have planted and established that. Now I have to water constantly. Yeah, and I like that you have uh, one of the benefits of having a gym in your in your home or a small gym in your home is your kids are around it. Like, yeah, I love how you tell me your boys go in there and they have like, the little kettlebells you got them. Yep. And they start working out with it. Yeah. And, and even with mine. And it's just an open door, you know? It's like they'll come in and, and just pick stuff up if they see yeah. me working out. A lot of times it'll be like me going down there that like is the catalyst for it. But sometimes I get home and they're just down there just doing stuff. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. I want to try and do a rock climbing wall like you did. I think that's so smart because yeah. it's so fun. Kids yeah. want to climb shit anyway. I'll help you with that, yeah. man. So, sure. yes, you need to help me with that because mine will be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Screws all hanging out and shit. Uh, yeah, we don't want that. So check it out. If you like our information and you want more information, uh, free information, just go to mindpumpfree.com. Bunch of free guides. They cost you nothing. You can download all of them. Check it out. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. 
If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.